Welcome back to another episode of Smize Queens, the America's Next Top Model recap podcast. I'm Drew Haskins. And I'm Nick Vistanek. We are guestless this week um, due to conflicts, due to... Confusion, conflama, I mean just the whole shebang. Um, we were we were flewed out. <laughs> absolutely flewed out the past two weeks and we could not record anything for you, but we are... Uh, Excited to be here, uh, just sowing our wild oats all over the place. Um, but the best part about any flu season is the top model that we get to marathon while we're at it. Um, yeah. So and- we so we got to watch um, the final three episodes of Cycle One, which are probably my favorite. They offer a lot, and we are ushered into this. Um, trifecta by by pink not the pink <laughs> no that you're thinking of of course it, it never is it's, it wasn't the elizabeth moss no, we were thinking this of either is, uh, boy pink in your area this time and he looks like the manager of an arby's though he does explain helpfully what a ghosty is which is a concept that we will be returning to time and time again nick what is a ghosty a ghosty is exactly that it's when you go and see um casting agents and you walk for them you ideally show a little bit of your personality which happens this time around generally um generally a go see episode is my least favorite episode of a cycle oh really i love a go see episode just because i love the mess that usually ensues like they usually take place in a foreign country so the girls are lost in foreign transit which is so funny to watch all these dum dums read maps. I just I love it. And then at at some point, Tyra says um, that she was doing up to twenty five go sees in a single day, and I think that would be so fun to watch these girls in another country do twenty five visitations of agencies. Yeah, they can't even get. I mean, some people don't even get to one because they get so lost. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I just looking, not to jump ahead too much, but just looking at the map guide that the girls were provided for this trip, it was a little encyclopedia almost, and it had so many grids and weird numbers and letters. Like, I mean, I'd be confused too, honestly, but I mean, to ask these girls who do not have a lot of travel experience, let's say. Um, except for Elise, who, for Elise. as soon as they get to Paris, which is the destination, and it's strange to me that they'll never return to Paris um, because they've now gone to Italy three different times, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um, so this is the one and only time they'll go to Paris. And of course, Elise, who is characterized as the worldly one, she's definitely, you know, eaten lobsters, but she's like, oh, I was in Paris when I was 15. I have family members there, yeah. which none of us are surprised by. But um we see all the girls so wide-eyed to go to Paris, and Pink is the one that announces it to everyone. Pink, yeah. with a question mark instead of an exclamation point, I think. <laughs> In the name. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I want to know everything about this man and why he's named Pink. Like, the 
it's more fun to imagine that it isn't a nickname and that is his like actual birth name, I think. Because he really is just this normal guy with a tribal sleeve tattoo poking underneath like a Lacoste polo shirt. It, it's very 2003. Was um, that the case? Well, of course they're not going to let the the girls out easy, so they're only allowed one carry-on. And somehow Robin's, like, Care Bear stuffed animal... It was a Care Bear, I think. Yeah, I don't know Made it into the the one carry-on limit. And then as soon as they get there, after the kind of, like... That, like, there she goes. Like, little, like, tour (laughs) of France for that they do. (laughs) Which is... I don't know, somehow laden with that, like, Italian-sounding music. Yeah, it definitely seems like they spliced in the Lizzie McGuire movie soundtrack into this excursion for whatever reason. Though, I mean, the rest of the episode, you do get this very, like, accordion, like, music, which you But isn't that, like, a Tarantella? I don't know, honestly. I mean, it all seems just, like, vaguely European to me. Like, I've never claim to be an expert on Europe and I'm not about to do that again on this podcast but I mean the no that first music cue though did strike me as very Roma very Milan the show does not know a a thing or two about Europe too because they've (laughs) they referred to Robin as looking European and (laughs) I don't know what listeners she does not look European let's say I I mean she is a worldly woman too. Like as we've seen, she has money. She comes from wealth, but I don't. I don't know. Like if necessarily she's. Uh, I don't know where they're getting that opinion from. Um, so before, but and then and then they won't let them off easy because they will then shuttle them to um, the hotel. I don't. I can't hotel do a French accent. De, 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 de Acacia. De Acacia. The Which custom. looks like it's like de etoile, like very de, run down. For the uneducated <laughs> listeners such as myself, what is de etoile? Oh, it's um like two stars. I, I don't. Um, I, I just pulled that out of my ass. Um, he took Spanish in high school. I took Spanish in high school. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, the, it's crazy because this hotel is. Like something Rick Steves would probably call a piece of shit, <laughs> and I would call it a piece of shit yeah, too. And I'm not no Rick great. Steves. Like this is the only cycle I can think of where the models are trying. They are given a realistic lodging. That experience. happens again in cycle fifteen, where they try and oh, cram and right. that giant woman into Ugh. like the smallest apartment in Wherever Venice. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're in Venice or in. Or in Milan or wherever they go. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so funny that they feature the hotel. Probably, you know, the owners of the hotel want it to, to be featured in a great light, but they're like, yeah. we're, we're sticking you in the shittiest hotel in Paris that we could find. And they like, they meet the owner and I'm sure the owner is like, you know, waiting on them hand and foot. <laughs> like, and we couldn't even find this hotel when we tried Googling it. Um, while watching the episodes and you have to wonder whether they had to rebrand after this episode and have after having been portrayed in such an unfavorable light um, but that is a très américain to uh, <laughs> to shit on the french but um, um they and then and then the french shit back on robin well she she uh, gets the she doesn't get lucky in the drawing um for beds and she winds up sleeping on an air mattress and then 
later that night gets picked up on the street by like a caricature artist. It's this trip is not going well for her at no, all. It's, it does does not. And this is the first time that she's had to share a room with the non Christians. So Adrian and Elise are pretty comfortable with nudity. I mean, Adrian especially is just whipping out her boobs like at any at the drop of a hat. <laughs> and Robin just keeps looking at her like in her words like a stern school mistress and which they refuse to zoom in on so it's just like her head poking out of the bathroom door while uh, like Adrian tries to figure out like how to say like Elise your cooch smells in, Fr- in French <laughs> and I don't is... know that much I, I, I know how to say star I don't know <laughs> yeah, how to say that <laughs> I, I mean Hotel de deux acacia was like I guess like two acacias <laughs> I don't I mean, you'd I don't be know. exactly right well so then <laughs> so then Robin is all pissy and keeps the girls up all night by blow drying her hair in the night and Elise, for some reason, Miss Elise, <laughs> um, poised as she is, goes like, I don't think this woman knows what, what it is to be Christian, as if keeping people up by blow drying your hair is unchristian like. I mean, that's it like, would be that's... one thing if, like, she were just blow drying, like, Elise herself as she was sleeping, like, just, like, pointing at, like, a gun at her or whatever, but, like, she's in a separate room and we don't i don't know what hair care is like i mean i i'm a garnier fructis bitch i don't really do that much with it so if she needs to blow dry all night let her blow dry all night she's acting like a a two-year-old but in reality she she is only two years younger than tyra yeah lest we forget lest we forget (laughs) it's such a tough thing to forget i mean Tyra has looked the same for the past 25 years, and I mean, as we've said er, on earlier episodes of this podcast, Robin is conservatively 40, but I guess this is a good transition point into the primary photo shoot of the week. I mean, it's kind of a weird, weirdly structured episode where we see the photo shoot before the main meat of the episode. Um, because ghosties will come yeah, later that's on. Right, that's right. Um, that's why that happens. But um, but how can we forget? By the way, um, Shannon. Okay, this is the first time we're seeing like horny Shannon, and that's yeah. because the male model in the photo shoot is is um, Brad Pinker. And allow me to explain. So when they're packing up to go to Paris. She, just like the Care Bear, packs away this poster of Brad Pinkert, who is, like, her ultimate ultimate. But, like, we've never heard of him before or since then. Or since. I did, like, a cursory Google of this guy, and he runs, like, a plumbing empire in North Carolina now. Still hot, but, like, plumber. Which is good. I mean, he's probably making more money running his plumbing empire than he would be modeling. But, like, this show really asks us to know who this guy is when... I mean, we do not know who he is, and I mean, you need to talk yeah. about like that sheet that yeah, the so fact so, sheet that we so he him. he has this like little like rap sheet that was in some magazine that she has hanging on her wall, um, which gives a rundown of all of his I don't know favorites whatever. So she initially um, connected with him because his favorite book is the Bible, much like hers. But um, she leaves out facts like. Um, he lists his eye color as hazel greenish blue. 
which spans which every known things. eye color. Um, when asked what do people say he looks like, he says his mother and father. But also like my ex too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He looks like your ex? Yeah. All Hi, right. Zach. You're not listening. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Damn. Um, and then he said his life's dream is to fulfill all his goals. Which, I mean, isn't it everyone's? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, if he, I remember when I was in maybe second or third grade, one of our class projects, each of us had to make a pamphlet on Microsoft Word. And if you had told me that that magazine poster, whatever I'm using air quotes, this is, you cannot see me doing this, um, was just something that production had printed out off of Microsoft Word to engineer this weird storyline for Horny Shannon, I would 100% believe you. And I'm not here to promote conspiracy theories, but like I am here to tell unsubstantiated falsehoods about what I think is going on behind the scenes here. But it's 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 really cute that they because they actually um showed they mentioned Brad earlier with whatever was on her wall and then it's really cute that he then was selected by producers to be the male model on the yeah. shoot and like surprise Shannon and it was really nice um I hope he had a nice time in Paris just like eating crepes and like get I'm sure he got paid for this photo shoot way more than he would have like for whatever Christian modeling he's doing otherwise so by the way do you know she's married to a a Christian model. I don't, Shannon is. Shannon is yeah. right now, like Ratliff. I don't know what that means, but apparently also Robin Post Show was doing like church related work. And I interesting. I didn't know that there was such a big market for church modeling. Maybe it's like what is that? You're like modeling like vestments or something? <laughs> like wait, is that is that sacrilegious? Like she's not in like a nun's habit or whatever, just like working for the catwalk. <laughs> wait, no, I mean dip, like dip 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 dip. dip. <laughs> but um, there. I so so everything looks good for Shannon. The the I, I'm forgetting something on the rap sheet was that um, he had his first kiss at twelve. Which I'm unsurprised, you know, for a guy that at the dinner after the shoot, he's like, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. But mm-hmm. it, that's so not a good fit for Shannon. And I know that their no. date probably did not go over well because, I mean, Shannon, lest we forget, did not know that women could masturbate. Ugh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, this show is trying to teach us so much about horny Shannon. But, like, the horniest Shannon really gets in this episode is her biting Brad Pinkert on the earlobe which looks like it hurts i mean she has like big like veneer teeth like i bet i mean like those porcelain chompers are gonna take a bite out of your earlobe if you're not careful (laughs) but i guess that's as good as a time as any to talk about what the actual photo shoot was this week so much like the rest of the photo shoots on this season it 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 was just sexed up but this time they had a male model alongside them yeah this was a product placement one too, because I think the brief was the no no no, intended, no intended. Um, they had to model Wonder Bra, bralettes and underwear, I guess, like bottoms. Right. Um, Which Shannon hesitates to do, but she is, I believe, in All Stars, like 
just readily will model bathing suits. It yeah. has a different connotation to her than underwear does. Yeah, weirdly enough, because, I mean, yeah, not to jump ahead five years in the cycle of this podcast recording, but yeah, I mean, she refuses to model underwear in that future season. Right. But she's a married woman at that point. Right. And we all know that's different. Um, so then we get, as well in this photo shoot, we get Elise and her take that's always so refreshing of like oh I, I was like totally not horny for this male model because he's just like a collection of cells like she yes. always says it's like and like the only collection of cells that she actually likes is marty crandall so we can't i mean <laughs> she just has no interest and i think her photo this week i mean i'm maybe i'm jumping ahead again but like i think the photo of hers is so not what the assignment is for this photo shoot like it's she very just, asexual like, yeah like you are modeling bras and like keezy is fully on top of brad she got her butt butt nudity and, and butt like nudity she got in. like her her contract her stipulated <laughs> contract butt nudity in um i mean yeah shannon is biting his ear adrian's photo is i mean so porny <laughs> like i mean she is in like ecstatic throes well she of moaning and groaning and, and who, who else is left oh robin well she, no but she but <laughs> in the final robin. photo she like i could confuse her for Brittany brower from cycle oh, yeah. four um which normally i don't think i would say not at all no normally i'd confuse her for like the ghost of karen carpenter <laughs> oh yeah oh my god with those frosted lips like and the, and the casting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Tell it me is, she does not look like... like. No, she does. Like, if In fact, if she hadn't been born like six months before Karen died, I would have thought that this was the reincarnation. What a dark little fact. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Nick can give you on this that's podcast give is you when a... Karen Carpenter died. <laughs> yes. I, I, um... I know exactly when she died, where her gravesite is. I'm a big Karen Carpenter fan. um so the photo shoot they don't really spend that much time on um after the photo shoot though brad pinkard shows up in is he in like a robe or a towel like some sort of state of undress while the girls are completely clothed in some alternate location he shows up and he's like let's go to dinner and shannon her dumbass thinks that this is a date (laughs) five girls and one guy going out to dinner um, and yeah, I don't, I think it's safe to say that the date does not go as she planned it. To. No, they, I mean, thanks to Miss Robin, who asks on the five-way date, Brad, what's your favorite book? Knowing full well, because it was plastered on the wall of like the Milan room, yeah. um, that it was the Bible and she wants to talk Bible with him, I'm sure. And he goes, the Bible, predictably. Mm-hmm. And then I forget who it was that, that followed up with, but what's your actual favorite book? And he goes, uh, like, I don't read too much. He doesn't, and I mean, he doesn't it's, know how to read. It's, I mean, some people just should not talk as much as they do. And Brad is one of those people. He just like pontificates and blathers on the entire dinner. It's a miracle that Elise did not like, like burn down the restaurant that they were in in like sheer defiance 
I mean, honestly, on the little like excursion that that Shannon and Brad took um, afterward, I, I I think Shannon wants to throw herself off the bridge. Yeah, she hates it. There's no way that those two yeah. had anything to talk about. No, I mean, like Shannon, you know, naturally is not the most interesting person on the cast and like just compounding that like the editors had to like double dutch their way into making this an interesting segment like they jazz it up with a little bit of like that like doot to doot to do like accordion music like it is very like french 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 <laughs> and i think they're hoping that like these two are going to like you know like french 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 and they don't nothing happens nothing they, happens they... at all and like shannon is just fully not into it and we never speak of this ever again <laughs> remember that um you, i don't know what you're reminding me of this that like melicia bella um ashton kutcher fanfic reading <laughs> she goes they frenched <laughs> they french. i would ah! i would love that to work this its way into this but they don't at all and that's the last that we see of brad pinker we've oh. gone the full range of pink to pinker <laughs> and i, I cannot this we did not create this podcast to like name drop Melissa Bella here, but if you have not seen that, like you need to go. Find That's this that week's plug for me. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> so after that, we finally get to the ghosties, which are the reason that they've been flown to Paris <coughs> by Pink. Um, we started a account of how many times Shannon said "nerve wracking," and I gotta tell you. It's my like biggest pet peeve, the overuse of the word nerve-wracking. Yeah. No one is creative enough, and especially not Shannon, to come up with any other word um, for what is a very benign go-see session, I would say. Yeah. Um, I, except I, for except for what happens to Adrian, which well, we'll get into. We'll talk about. But, like, I mean, Elise is predictably worldly and, like, can get around on the subway because she's not an idiot like she it's well, not hard for her well i'm surprised that adrian has never taken the l around chicago she had never been on a subway yeah. before she didn't even know how to use a turnstile she like she blocks out her like triple x box as she steps over the turnstile arm and flashes us all trying to get onto the subway yeah. <laughs> and she's in like a beige turtleneck like full like full-sized turtleneck for this which we will soon find out is not enough skin showing for a uh for a go see but um who gets notes i mean robin is like very pageanty which kind of serves her well um i mean it's a little fake but like the people seem to be kind of into her personality at least i love the exchange from that polite but dry and disinterested French woman told Shannon basically to shut up during that go-see that we see of hers. And she's like, there's no one else listening but me. You don't need to raise your voice. Like, <laughs> I, I I hooted. It, I mean, I just, that's like the kind of like cultural tourism I would like to see for this show. <laughs> like, well, she was, she, the real was... French bitches of, of France or whatever. <laughs> Well, it was she was having a nerve-wracking time, but meanwhile, I don't know what Christianity she's practicing because Christianity teaches Robin that nervousness is not God. Nervousness is absolutely not God, and you know what? She's not nervous. Robin does so great. Kissy's a little nervous though. I, 
I appreciate her her Jemma Palkizzi. <laughs> I we have written down in our notes J Maple Kizzy, which like is maybe a little overdoing it, but like her uh I mean she is like trying her best and Do you know what? I know how to say maple in French. Elab. Like... Say it again, please. Elab. One more time. This is a muzzy episode now. Say it one more time, please. Is this an ASMR? Elab. I, uh, I I love French ASMR cool. too. I have like a hot Frenchman shampoo my hair every night before I go to bed. Metaphor. Oh, wait, no, not, not metaphorically. Oh my god, I am brain dead. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, it's like that French guy mm. who just like he's like can you hear it? like are my peas popping pa 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 like that's like what he does basically except like in French like whatever like the brain dead French equivalent is pa 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 why are they eating at Pizza Hut <laughs> Pizza Hut Popeyes <laughs> um so the most horrifying and serious moment of the episode and maybe the season at large happens while Adrian is out on her ghosties um in which like this awful like pervert tries to put his hand up adrian's skirt like he like tricks her into like thinking she has something on her knee he and kind of like, like, sla- like swipes his hand trying to flick something off of her but then apparently reaches up there yeah. um maybe he saw her trying to climb over that turnstile and he it's, got the wrong impression it's really horrible though like Ugh. in it's really only touched upon in the moment like they don't get into it the rest of the episode but i can't remember on the show at large seeing another moment like no mm, no, no that's not Brittany true. brower again no it wasn't it wasn't Brittany in was, cycle four when they're was, in africa doing the dance photo shoot that was kenya not Brittany. oh it was i'm sorry yeah. i'm sorry no but it, you're right though like there's like a, a backup i guess that was a male model in a photo shoot who gets very gropey with Kenya, who we'll get to when we get to cycle four, but I mean that's a really awful moment too. This is this is extremely horrifying and how like casual it is almost like right. just to be like on the street and something like that happens. Like I mean it it's really it's it's really scary to watch and I'm surprised that nothing really happens from it in the show. Like, they don't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the, this show maybe is not equipped to talk about, like, serious issues like that all the time. But, I she mean... She didn't even bring it up because, you know, on um, at, at panel, they are slammed or lauded for making all or none of the go-sees. Um, Adrian not knowing how to read maps or use the metro doesn't make it to all of them, but she doesn't even use this groping as an excuse. And she like bides her time outside, just like collecting herself before she can even begin to feel like beautiful again, um, to present herself well to the agency. And she doesn't even use it as an excuse. Yeah. It's, it never comes up No, to be able to be a talking point. Well, I guess that's a good segue into the judging this week which yeah. takes into account the wonder bra photo shoot and the ghosties themselves and also i have to say like i have criticized tyra a lot this season for her looks which range from tacky to downright 
confounding. Like, I just don't understand how sewing got us to this point. But she looks incredible this week in this kind of, like, flowing, like, cerulean... Like, she looks like a Renaissance fair princess, but, like, not... Like, modern and kind of fresh and sexy. Um, Michael Kors would be shaking in his boots about it like he it's it's really good and props must be paid um so elise i mean yeah elise kills the ghost see obviously because like she can have a conversation like a normal human being and read a map like uh, i'm not gonna say normal human being because i think i mean i could not read a map that complicated probably without like a little bit of um judging let's say but um her photo's bad i don't know what do you think about it um we talk it's very about modern it. i would say yeah. if you want to call it that like modern um, is that rude i don't know no, i like don't think i don't even know what i'm trying to say with that um it do you think that that I sells a bra not at all but i don't know what the photo choices at all were it's either like it's either like way raunchy or like Robin crossing her arms, looking out the window, looking so angry. I, I don't know what that choice was. I you would almost either. think they did it to compromise her and send her home. And they don't go for it. And no. I think it's probably because the next photo shoot is going to be they want a the drama. nude photo shoot. And they just yeah. want the drama of that. Yeah. Because. But it, I mean, like. This production choice really asks a lot of the audience because I think it's one of the worst photos in the history of this show. I mean, in that it is not aesthetically pleasing. Mm-mm. It does not fulfill the assignment of the challenge. Like, there is no way you can look at that photo and tell me it is, I mean, a modeling shot, period, but, like, much less one that is designed to sell lingerie. Mm-hmm. And you can't even see the male model. I mean, like, Brad is, like, fully has his back to us, and you can't even see his underwear. So, like, what's he selling besides deltoids? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> and on top of that, um, Tyra's upset with her because she has a man take her around Paris and help her out with um, directions. And Tyra does not want her to need no man. But, I mean, from, like, a safety perspective and also, like, it does feel kind of like cheating to get a local to, like, help you out. Right. No one else I mean, she that. she's all about empowerment. She's like, use your brain. You're a a, a capable woman. A use your 26 brain. 26-year-old don't, capable don't, woman. Don't rely on, on men. Mm-hmm. Um, the kindness of strangers. Right. So, but it's, it's Keezy that goes home, which... I think this is one of the great injustices I was about to say of our time, but yeah, no, I, it, it, like, it's definitely, I think it is so trite and passe to say, like, oh, she was robbed, but, like, I think Keezy was absolutely robbed of a spot in the final three here, because I, I would have put her in there over Shannon and Robin in a heartbeat. I think she's gorgeous. I think she... I mean, even this photo this week, I don't think is that bad. I would have loved to see her next episode do the full nude. Oh, the nude, yeah. Instead of just the butt nudity. We finally got to... Full nude instead of just butt nudity. Um, I I don't know if this has been 
seen since, but like the panel is crying over her elimination. Yeah. And they give her a complete aside of her crying and then like like Tyra even chimes in to say like this was the hardest elimination and blah 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 blah. Who have they I, ever cried over anybody? No, and since? I'm also gonna say that this moment maybe wasn't super earned. Like we have seen bits and pieces of keep pieces beats beats and pieces of pieces like in past episodes but like the full personality onslaught that we are treated to is maybe the most egregious example of like oh this woman's about to go home like we really need to like put in overdrive so suddenly she is like the glue that holds the house together so to speak the cool christian yeah, yeah. the cool well she definitely is and has been the cool christian like goes to sex shops like can hang She's yeah, a chick was, who can that hang. Was, that was what the uh, her being her having stepped foot in a sex shop meant that she could hang to to Adrian, which is and so funny. I agree, and it's I, I like she says that she does like someone says that she doesn't have to drive. I think she has as much drive as the rest of them, and I think she's of all like the Tyra clones that we see on this show. Kizzy's like the most beautiful. Um, sure. Um, so what did she do after the show? Nothing. A whole lot of nothing. Which really goes to show you that you can have literally like Tyra Banks's face, but if you don't have the drive, then then you may not be taken anywhere. I mean, yeah. um, she appeared in a Church's Chicken commercial. Uh, that's about I mean, it. That's work. For Kizus. I love that you coined that Kizus. It was... Uh... I don't know if that's even accurate for her, but I mean, I, I, I would have loved to see like at least one or two more episodes with her. And uh, I actually, I mean, if they're going to cry over her this much, like bring her back for an all-star cycle if they ever do another one. Like, I think she'd be a, like a good choice if Elise, I mean, Elise is not going to do something like this. And I don't know if Adrian would ever come back. So good, Cassie. People like her. She's fun. Yeah. And with that, let's take a quick break. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to more of Cycle 1. The final two episodes of Cycle 1. Um, we? So we just left Kizzy, or rather she left us, and Robin... And moreover, she left Robin. She left yeah. Robin. Robin says she she lost control of her body when Kizzy left and fell over and just hit a wall. A literal wall. <sighs> and I guess maybe a metaphorical wall if we're going by what happens this episode, too. But, I mean... There, there, it is a great loss <laughs> for these women. <laughs> um, so, I guess let's we cannot get into this next episode, the second to last episode of the cycle, without talking about a chignon. What is a chignon, Nick? I'm, I feel Le like pe- I don't know what it is still almost. Le petit chignon. Le petit 
Chignon. Just because I know how to say maple in French does not know what that, I mean, what, what is a chignon? We'll never hear about it for another, I mean, the rest of the history of Top Model, even though Tyra says that it is the most elegant way to wear your hair, and it's like an imperative. I, like, a sh- it, from all the, all the research, the five seconds of research I did, it appears to just be like a fancy bun with a, a few wisps coming out of it. And I guess that's elegant. Like, you want something to be, like, sleek and pulled back, but also, like, un petit messy. Uh, un petit messy. The show has never been about elegance. No, never, <laughs> never. Like, this is the first time they've even used that word, and I don't think we've heard it since then. And also, okay, this this ties into a larger conversation. When Tyra is explaining what a chignon is, it is full ADR. It's like it's it's like a voiceover, you mean? And this is I've never noticed this before, and I've been watching this show for ages. But like, for whatever reason, that chignon discussion, I was like, oh wait, this it's not even on the same like audio wavelength. Like, but you've noticed. I've noticed it. I think yeah. they probably that probably happens every cycle. And actually, later this episode, we're gonna get into some drama that happens regarding um, the voice voiceover. Yeah. Um. So. So we have that little lesson in elegance. Um, And then we also have Tyra coming over to the hotel to do a little impromptu photo shoot, which turns out to be my favorite photo shoot. I think Tyra is an awesome photographer. I mean, granted, she she always has to shoot in black and white. I don't know if that's because... And it's all beauty shots, It's all beauty shots. It's never anything, like, complicated. But gosh, they look so gorgeous considering even the setting, which is on the balcony of the hotel, which overlooks, like, a high school in, like, the freaking like, 100-second arrondissement in Paris. I don't know where the hell this is. I mean, it's basically Detroit. (laughs) It is, like, they they did not go to France, but... um, I no, I I feel I really agree. I mean, Ty, Tyra is no like Douglas Bizarro or whatever, but she is a good photographer who really knows. I think lighting, especially. Well. Oh my gosh! And she will come to take maybe my favorite photo of all oh, cycles. The one from which cycle is seven. Cycle Seven's um, Michelle Babin. Yeah, which is hi, one Michelle. of hi Michelle. She's one of the twins, and she they put on these like contacts and i've and and magic happens yeah um it's a great great the same cannot be said for ebony's contacts oh i hope she still has them like somewhere in like the bottom of her purse she's that she's that um woman that like doctors found like 27 contacts in her left eye or whatever i think that was ebony all stolen and hidden away i really enjoyed the little aside that we get this episode where the girls just get to kind of fuck around Paris a little bit. Um, Adrian, because she is a rock star, wants to go see Jim Morrison's grave at Père Lachaise, which I have been to. Loved it. It's so cool. I mean, I also, I love going to like famous cemeteries. Like I'm the only person in LA who genuinely go enjoys going to Hollywood forever to see like dead celebrities. But like Père Lachaise is super cool. It's gorgeous there are like little like creeks and stuff like running through it there are a ton of famous people buried there like beyond jim morrison like maria callas um gertrude stein um oscar wilde is buried there and he has this crazy like sumerian goddess no god statue or goddess like 
there's a statue there that has a, a rather large penis, if you will. And there are lipstick marks all over that penis from like tourists coming to kiss it on Oscar Wilde's grave. And honestly, that's fitting. It feels right. That was a lot of time spent on talking about this grave. But um, no, I think that's really cool. And Elise goes with her. And, and, and Robin certainly doesn't because no. as a Christian, she, quote, does not see graves. No, doesn't see graves and doesn't listen I, to the music of the I doors. Don't, I really like don't ever get her sensibilities and uh yeah <laughs> well it's i i am with her in that listening to the doors is defiantly anti-christian which is why i myself do not listen to the doors but um now sh- so shannon and robin go shopping which i mean that's honestly fun too like one in france um i also love the pair Lachaise, um segment because adrian asks elise to be her boyfriend as they're like romantically strolling through paris yeah oh wait i forgot that like the shop that they end up going in france is the, the gap. gap okay <gasps> french gap never mind like and forget everything i said like if you're going to shop in paris go to like yves saint laurent or like I can't, that's the only French designer I could think of off the top of my head. Like, someone needs, someone else go think about that. But, um, okay, I don't get what this next segment is. Yeah, this is, this is another kind of departure from the modeling world. This almost, so, so what winds up happening is they all meet for, um, they, they, they meet these men who will then judge them on their ability to socialize, um, which seems... I mean, it's like, like some Eliza Doolittle shit. Yeah, I, or their ability to participate in high society. It's yeah. weirdly like a, a study in escorting. I don't yeah. really know what they're trying to teach here. And we don't really get a lot of context, like who these four men are. Um, I don't remember... is named... Adrian. <laughs> so of course Adrian. Adrian versus Adrian. Loves that, yeah. Um, but all the girls get dolled up and they go to this restaurant that like it, I don't it didn't look like any restaurant that I've ever been to. Like it looked like a bunch of couches around like a long table. Like if you had told me that this was in like the French Viacom building or whatever and they just set up a back room, like I would have believed that too. Um, but there's a lot of weird, I mean, weird food. It's like French food. Like there's pate, there's escargot and Robin won't eat any of it. Not a bit. (laughs) And I mean, do you think that like you're a pickier eater? We can let the listeners know about, I mean, like, would you have like eaten this stuff just to be polite? No, I would not have. And apparently that makes me a bad escort <laughs> if but, i learned anything from this segment i don't just like i mean well, you gotta I, like eat your snails and bear it or whatever <laughs> yeah but like i don't think i couldn't tell if robin was being a picky eater or just being rude for the sake of being rude well she thought in her not participating and not saying anything that she was being poised but of course, that did not read well to the men no. who like then sat around at a table and decided that Adrian was the most poised somehow. This this yeah. ballet hating woman. It's yeah. I mean, like 
Robin is frowning the whole night. Like, literally does not crack a smile once, does not eat anything, does not really talk to these men. Like, that just goes beyond pageant training. I mean, that is, like... Like, there are, like, monks who take vows of silence who do not have the poise that Robin has. Mm -hmm. And, though, I don't... I think she also kind of, like, saw right through this challenge, though, in a way, because she does refer to these French dudes as cat daddy lustful type men. And that is a direct quote. Much like ourselves. Much like ourselves. Um, he was, they, they were left in. They were left they were in. Left they in. were left in. And it's, yeah, I don't, I don't, I guess, like, I don't think that was maybe the point of this challenge. Like, I think the point was, like, to be able to mix, like, business and pleasure a little bit. But, like, that is a weird thing to get adjudicated on and that's a big word to say <laughs> on a podcast but um Edumacated. the prize age so adrian wins as you said adrian wins and then takes elise with her to the prize which is they are staying at what like L- limeridian or something yeah a pretty um, nice hotel which they do the the typical montage of them like with the the rose petals in the bath and then they like jump on the bed which is i don't know why that's like Something yeah. you do at a fancy hotel. I don't know. I mean, like, every TV show and movie has, like, shown people, like, when they are, like, treated to, like, brief snippets of luxury, like, I don't know why jumping on the bed is always, like, the thing. Like, you'd think you wouldn't want to mess up your bed or, like, get your feet all over the sheets or whatever, but, um... And, or or this... cigarette ashes, because then oh, yeah. Adrian, you know, is, is under the sheets, um... And, and she's topless smoking the cigarette and yeah. then gets Elise topless and um, they, they go to bed. It's all very, like, post-coital. I, I could write a whole fanfic, like, Melicia Bella style oh on God. this. Delicia. <laughs> um, Delicia Bella, I, Bella, Bella. I think that they have such a beautiful friendship. This is the best friendship. The, well, on the show, at least. Like, apparently they had a massive falling out after the show according to like interviews mm. that adrian has given but for like reasons that are unclear or like have not been made public for whatever reason but they are so nice to watch i mean like especially as they're going to bed um adrian <laughs> saying good night slut ho good night slut ho <laughs> oh it's so nice I, yeah, I, like, we really do not, like, see, like, this, like, kind of power duo on the rest of the show. I mean, because people, for, like, in, you do see in, like, later seasons of this show, and also, I think, like, most reality TV programs, at a certain point, things get to, like, the, I'm not here to make friends kind of mentality, and here people, they didn't know what they wanted, but they got friends. And, like, dubious modeling contracts. And also a chance to get naked at Buddha Bar, which, like, which is the brief for the um, photo shoot this week. Oh. Did you know what Buddha Bar was before this episode? No. It is, like, a very fancy French Hooters is, like, the best. It's, like, a burlesque bar. Like, the reason I know about it was because... Leonardo DiCaprio, oh my god, Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire's infamous Pussy Posse. Like, they're, like, you know, that early 2000s, like, guy gang. 
they used to go to Buddha Bar all the time. So there is a history of nudity or semi-nudity? Yeah, it's like... God, not to sound like my granddad or whatever, but, like, it's a bunch of, like, cigarette girls, like, walking around in, like, kind of Playboy bunny costumes, like, serving drinks and, like, like, doing, like, I mean, it is kind of like the S, I don't know about escorting, but, I mean, it's, like, very much, like, Mm-hmm. hello gentlemen what are we up to tonight like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff it's a known like they don't talk like zoe deschanel like doing a 40s character but it's uh it, it yeah it just french shooters it's french shooters okay yeah well adrian's right at home and <laughs> she um is excited at the prospect of being topless and jay manuel goes over the brief and says at some point that they will give them extensions to cover their boobs which never happens elise doesn't ever get extensions elise is just like demurely like cupping her tetes the french i I love that she probably turned it down because she she doesn't need any extensions covering those mounds of of cells cells and and glands no 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 so um of course they allow shannon and robin to wear some kind of like bandeau or like I don't know. They they try to compromise with them, but they are unwilling. So they actually forego the photo shoot. Yeah, and this is the first time, and I guess only time in top mall history that more than one model opts out of the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Shannon is crying at the sight of oiled up Adrian. Yeah, right. I mean, off she the just bat. cannot even fathom the immorality. And Robin, Robin whips out the Bible at yeah. Buddha Bar. <laughs> she is just like, like, she, I don't know where she got that like world's smallest Bible. It is like a paperback Bible, which feels so wrong. Like, I, I mean, I'm not a religious person, but like your Bible should have a hard cover on it. And that one does not. And in <laughs> like, the house of the Buddha, it's I like mean, the disrespect, <laughs> the disrespect. Um, but yeah, no, the Adrian and Elise get like oiled up and naked and are like, pretty fine with uh with all this now something has happened off camera though i mean you no. y- you can talk about this because this is like i don't so, even have the words so um robin who is giving this whole spiel about wanting to be a representative for a good representative for young women as a very old woman <laughs> yeah um is is proselytizing to to Jay Manuel and he's like really is that so because um at the couture house when they were trying on um clothes earlier in the episode um i you you call my name out and then um came out of the dressing room opened up your robe and shook your cha-chas at me and Little did you know, Tyra was around the corner and saw this all happen and is very disappointed in you. So get ready to basically be like lambasted for not yeah. for not living up to this this representation that she wants to um, show the world. So And this is after Robin has screamed and cried in what appeared to be the bathroom at Buddha Bar. 
If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Words to live by, but she's not even living by him, it sounds like. No, not at all. And and, and worse yet, <laughs> her shaking her tits at Jay Manuel is such a failed seduction. Yeah, <laughs> such a just barking up the wrongest of trees. However, I like to think that like her her calling everyone miss this and miss that is like her legacy because I don't think that that Jay Alexander is called Miss J and that Jay Manuel is called Mr. J. No, not this point. Th- at this point, and I like to think well, that maybe no Miss J. Oh, they do have Miss J. Miss but J. Definitely not Mr. J because Miss J is only there for like one episode. So they segue into the judging panel pretty quickly after that, and we are right back to Tyra wearing like crazy fortune teller outfits again. She had like one chic day, and then like the rest of the year she just couldn't do it again okay what is Derek Kahn I don't know um (laughs) (laughs) like I I don't know either he's got he's got the one eye kind of charcoaled out like they did at this photo shoot at the Buddha bar but like he called it a smoky eye but it looked like someone had clocked him and then he also has like roses on hand that he starts throwing out at like adrian yeah um i don't know where they came from up his sleeve i mean but he's magic i he must be he's magic and has been punched in the face like they before like they get judged like they have to do some weird mini challenge too where they have to pick out an outfit and style it themselves and i don't I thought they all looked, like, mostly fine, except for, well, Robin. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is at the point at which they call Robin looking European. Because of that hat. <laughs> I mean, it looks, like, do you know that that outfit that Celine Dion wore that's, like, a, hold on, let me pull it up. It's basically, for the listener, she, Celine Dion, like, I believe this was to the Oscars, um wore a backwards suit and hat and i okay i I pulled up for nick's reference because oh my god like robin is wearing the hat basically from like this oscars outfit and i think she was like hoping for a similar effect maybe i so my takeaway is that she doesn't look french she looks like french canadian french canadian Oh my god, it's, um, it's really crazy. I think that literally, else... literally, that Celine Dion is literally fashion backwards, which is what they <laughs> coin. They they coin, um, Mr. Khan as as being fashion backwards, yeah. and I love that. Um, Elise looks very church lady, and like this, like weird, like orange, like it looked really Hello Dolly almost. Well, she's like, got the fascinator on, and it was fascinating. It was fascinating. I mean, she, yeah, it like. It had all the feathers and autumnal colors of a Thanksgiving turkey handprint cutout that, like, your five-year-old would make. (laughs) I loved it. And she, like, paired with a neckline that was all the way down her waist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, actually, I thought that looked awesome on her. Um, The neckline did. Oh, yeah. I don't think orange is for everyone. Um, Orange is the new black. 
Not for everyone. <laughs> not for everyone. <laughs> not for Coco Chanel. The photo's amazing, though. The photo's the amazing. The photo's oh, amazing. Yeah. Both of them are, because Adrian's is too. Oh, and Adrian's is so good. I, I would have loved to see what the other girls produce. Um, but, oh my gosh, these two are, are like, are, are breathtaking. And they're all shouting at Adrian that, um, that she'd be paid tons and tons and tons for whatever she's selling. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's both... I mean, they're just phenomenal photos. Adrian's especially is, like... like well, she's, well she's, like, she's selling pussy. Like, va-va. <laughs> she's, she's selling pussy. That's what she's selling. It looks like it, an ad, they say. It is va-va-voom. I loved it. And, <laughs> like, in the styling challenge, she also looks amazing. Derek... That's when Derek throws the rose, like, at Adrian for looking as good as she does in this, like, black dress with, like, a side cutout. No panties. <laughs> which gets like a work. child from Tyra. <laughs> the, I mean, this whole judging panel has has lost touch with reality from the from I, the it, the roses up the sleeve. I don't know. What I think it's the only judging panel this season that has any semblance of personality to it at all. Mostly because I mean it's pretty incoherent. Like, but also like if I were the judges. I wouldn't know what to do because two of the girls don't even have photos. Like Shannon in the styling challenge doesn't do anything notable. Like she looks kind of like Paris Hilton, but like that's not necessarily like well, they call you know, her, that's like, not they a call, high difficulty. They're setting. like, you will not make it unless you like shake off the Californian look and like slick your hair back. But um, like they shouldn't have given her beachy waves if that was like if you're gonna style the right. girl like Marissa Miller, then you can't get mad at her for looking like Marissa Miller. And so, basically, they tell her, "You'd be better off working at a car factory or a bakery." <laughs> like, and may, you know what? Maybe she should. I bet she makes making, a mean cupcake or a like, mean panettone. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> panettones are actually kind of hard to make. Um, because the this is not interesting for any of you, but putting dried fruit in any sort of baked good recipe makes it a little bit more difficult because it like makes it stickier, the dough stickier. Um, Robin, it's Robin gets so contentious at this judging panel because they call her out mm-hmm. for like the titty shaking fiasco. Yeah, um, which is character assassination at this point, but yeah. they know they're taking her down, and I mean Tyra really thinks she has like the Mueller report ready on this entire incident is that it was so it was so deliciously detailed she said i i saw you shaking those tits round and round and up and down round and round and up and down my favorite part of robin's defense was the phrase whether or not they shook (laughs) whether or not they shook um in all this i just can't bo quillian like the only notable thing about him is that he is so up robin's ass like for some reason he really wants her on this show even though she has repeatedly demonstrated that she does not have the ability the modeling ability or like what the judges perceive as the market ability to succeed in this competition and in the world of modeling writ large and I don't know. I and he's so sleepy, like that Kimura literally yawns on panel. Well that's why she'll never come back. And that's why he never came back. Yeah. I mean, like, they really only hit on Janice this first season. Like, we've said this so many times, but like, regardless of what you think of Janice, like, she's the only one who is like giving life on that panel besides Tyra. Yeah. 
I mean, Derek Con's, Con's roses only go so far. But, I mean, after all this, Robin obviously goes home. Yeah. Um, I, I, of course, agree with that. I mean, she should have been gone weeks ago. Weeks ago. Um, and at this rate, we only have two photos to even really comment on. I, my favorite's Elise, I like, actually. I like Elise's, too, just because it feels a little bit... I don't know, because I love Adrian so much, but, like, Elise's has just a slightly classier feel to it. And, I mean, it really is, like, minuscule, the difference between those two, for me. I think that Definitely. they're both great photos. Definitely. Um, well, I mean, Elise's photo is better than that, like disappearing photo she gets in that classic elimination portrait Ken Mock Ken Mock is the new period punctuating Ken Mock no I mean like she's she looked like the great Gilly Hopkins. I don't know what to tell you. Like she's in this like scarf where like one of the ends is trailing down to her knees. Like she's in like a purple schmetta that is it makes her look like a triangle. Like with the scarf, like it, it really ages her down. It's I mean it's cute, but like I I just I'm surprised that like they let her wear that for those photos. Oh my gosh. Um some quick things I found out about Robin before she disappears fully into the gray. Um, her name is actually spelled like Robin, like with as many letters as you can imagine stuffed Robin. into Robin. Robin. Um, they they spell it on the show like the bird Robin, but that is just a typo. That mm. actually is not how her name is spelled. Um, she literally leaves no lasting legacy because she. which I found out was the only contestant whose photos were not included in the stuff magazine photo shoot. Even Tessa who had already been eliminated was featured in that photo shoot when it was printed. Like another quarter sarong. Also you need to tell them how Robin is spelled. Oh, R O B Y N N E. Robin. Like literally like Robin, like, um, she... That's a big typo for the show to make to like simplify that to like yeah. the bird. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we lose a lot of of character. the flair to that. Um, and all that character was assassinated on the judging panel. So, like without that, the the like I I I can't believe we exist in a world in which Elise calls herself the spiciest character on the show. That little. Hatch green chili woman. <laughs> um, well, let's. But no, she she literally is so spicy that after the show, um, Elise, Robin, and Kizzy walked for baby fat. Can you imagine oh, yeah. those three? That is so. That's funny a fun to me. little cross section. Like that. Those are the most like urban three. Is really funny. Yeah, to like me. to sell like street like Kamora's streetwear. Like that is that is like a funny three to pick <laughs> though so let's let's get into this finale i usually think the finales of this show are pretty anticlimactic for the most part though this one they like they usually feel kind of rushed because they have two eliminations rather than one and 
I just find like the combination of like cover girl commercial not this episode but like usually it's a cover girl commercial and some sort of runway show and I just I don't know it feels like both overstuffed and underbaked yeah and especially they kind of like uh, they have to get in the two eliminations, so the the third place finisher is always snubbed. Yeah, you of don't that, get like, time with that them. time to like cry over them, like we cried about yeah. Keezy. Because um, like the only thing that's separating like ugh, Elise going home, spoiler alert, yeah. from like well, it was a spoiler alert almost because the best walker never wins and no. she was determined to be the best walker. She was the best at everything but didn't want it at all and that's what got on Adrian's nerves and maybe was their Everyone undoing. Else too. I yeah. mean that raises I could think all day about like if there is a cycle in which the best walker wins. But I like yeah no I cannot think about that right now. I mean there're too many too many things to get into but um so the first part of this episode is like lame. It's lame, and ba- so wh- this like guy who I still don't really know what he does, Drew Linehan, 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 Drew Linehan, who is like a shorter, squatter, sadder Tim Gunn, comes in to talk about like the ins and out of the industry. And I don't really know, like, why Like why are they talking about that now? Like, we are in the final episode. Like, why are we having this, like, lecture series? Yeah, and, and, and a last-minute Tyra showing them how to stomp, walk. Um, it just feels like kind of like we're getting, like, the Cliff Notes version of all the lessons that have come before. But the girls, I mean, I don't, Elise especially does not get anything out of this. And, like, she literally falls she asleep falls during asleep the and, Drew Linehan. I mean, he probably single-handedly was, like... All right, get her out of here. Um, oh, she, uh, she really, really, like, fucked Shut herself up. over. I know. Yeah. Well, there's an argument to be made that Elise consistently has demonstrated the number one cardinal sin of the show, which is, like, you need to... Like, you cannot question Tyra. Ever. And that is really the only thing Elise does. Like, her entire, like character if you will on the show is based off of this like counterculture well she's like like, anti-modeling smart alecky i mean she says at some point that like she's like i wouldn't say anybody deserves to win i mean it's not a human right to earn a modeling contract no it isn't when you exist in tyra's world like it is a human right to earn a modeling contract like and i mean (laughs) you have to almost behave like it is like food water shelter and a contract and it's that delusional lack of perspective that keeps this show going and has kept this show entertaining for as long as it has been and to undermine that in the very first season i mean that would have set a terrible precedent for like what the show is going forward so that i guess that is to say like elise couldn't and shouldn't have won this cycle Based um, off of what we have seen and, like, what, how, like, the role she played within the show itself. Right. And also questioning, like, like literally bringing it back down to a cellular level again, being, like, beauty is a function of biology and it depends on how much estrogen you get at birth and whatnot that, like, creates a, a, a perfect face or whatever. I, uh, she really, like, thinks about it too hard. I would have loved to see... 
um, a commercial out of her of like, beauty is estrogen. <laughs> I would love to see a commercial that is at least just explaining the pro the process of how CoverGirl products are tested on animals or something mm -hmm. like something just so clinical, like so like. <laughs> Just not at all what we want, but I feel I would watch like a, like hours of that sort of content from her. Like she could be the Neil deGrasse Tyson of the modeling world, <laughs> explain like the cosmos of cosmetology, like all that stuff. I yeah. would, I would eat it up. I would pay a subscription fee for something like that. Um, speaking of cosmic intervention, by the way, um, Sh Shannon tells Elise. Um, that Jesus said that she would stay. So Lisa's like, oh, I'm feeling really chipper and confident now that Jesus is on yeah. my side. And then, uh-oh, she is eliminated. Well, and that is why she shouldn't be placing her faith in Christ. Like, she should have trusted her atheist instincts and just rejected that information wholesale. Um, Jesus doesn't love her. Well, we we it's revealed to us that, that Adrian is God. <laughs> she goes... I would love to win this because it, it makes me feel like God, and and you know what? That's exactly what Ty that's literally all Tyra needs to hear. Yeah. Um, I also like that Adrian's shirt in the judging panel. Well, okay. Also, we need to talk about how this judging panel was not based off of anything except like Adrian falling asleep. At, le at least falling. Or asleep. at least falling, at least falling asleep. asleep. Yeah. Um, I they didn't do anything before this. Like Elise just kind of got cut to get cut. Right, which usually that won't happen. That Normally, won't they'll happen. do the they'll do a cover girl photo shoot, and that's how they'll make the yeah. the first runner up or I mean second runner up yeah. deliberation. Um, I loved how Adrian's shirt said, "We lied. Size matters." David Spade, a beautiful <laughs> quote. Um, so yeah, Drew Linehan single handedly sends Elise home, though like Elise also. Like, I mean, she should not be talking about, like, biology, a judging panel, too. Like, Janice doesn't care about that. None of them care about that. Kamora is yawning. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Kamora has been yawning for three episodes straight at this point, so... Um, but I'm... Elise going home, she's like, you know what? No, I'm really appreciative. It decided for me that I'm just going to go be a doctor. And that she was like, I, I chalk it up to some bizarre train of events that led me here. I don't even know how I got this far. Like, we feel like we get this, like insider point of view like she infiltrated the show and she was like <laughs> they really let me stay on this long she didn't and fully, i'm so glad i'm so glad she didn't fully give up modeling though i mean she moved to hong kong and launched this big asian modeling career and she was on the cover of of harper's bizarre yeah. hong kong i think just talking out from purely the modeling perspective elise had the most fruitful career as a model out of all the girls on cycle one i mean she had steady work for five plus years <laughs> um and you know we already talked about like the whole marty crandall domestic stuff like we don't really need to get into that what we didn't talk about is that actually she was also charged with oh, yeah. assault but then both got claims were dropped um mind so... you this happened at a sacramento hotel oh god <laughs> Nothing good happens in Sacramento. Mm -mm. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, that's like the Evan, the Emma Roberts, Evan Peters situation, kind of. Never forget that Emma Roberts is technically a domestic abuser. I'm, I'm, I will talk about that on record on this podcast. That is like public public record. Please go well, look some, that up. Something funny I should mention is Watch that I actually, um, back in 2011, worked on a feature film called Empire State. 
which uh, made it, I guess, to DVD. But it featured like The Rock, <laughs> Emma Roberts, and um, Liam Hemsworth were all in it, amongst other people. And this was shot in New Orleans, where everything was going on back in the day. I mean, I think immediately following this is when um, American Horror Story Coven yeah. kind of came to be. And it was all the like the, the tax incentives that the state was giving to, to filmmaking. Um, and I worked in the makeup department, and I actually got to do continuity for um, Emma Roberts's Black Eyes. Oh, <laughs> so not... I had to like take photos of her and keep an album of her of her black eyes for like the the movie for the movie okay. yeah <laughs> oh god um where do we go from here Emma Roberts has never been on the show um oh wait okay so after Elise goes home Adrian and Shannon get dinner with Mr. and Miss J and Tyra at Bluefin, which is a sushi restaurant from what we could tell. And they have like a twerk contest in the sushi restaurant. Um, they do like this very odd rundown of all the eliminated contestants where they like Shannon and Adrian just talk about like from Tessa to Elise. Like why was Tessa even got... mentioned? Shannon says she thought Tessa would win. In what world? Like, maybe, like, Miss Sinclair, Miss Dinoco. Like, not, <sighs> definitely not, like, America's Next Top Model. Um, Tyra, I mean, is just wearing, like, tissue paper at this point. Like, awful mauve tissue paper. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's, talk, get, let's well, get to, should we get to the baby fat show? Or is there anything else you want to mention before we get there? I want to mention... Shannon um, taking her like badonkadonk dance to the screen and getting up on uh, to dance on camera but before that taking like a shot of water yeah <laughs> her liquid courage is water <laughs> which is really predictable I mean, that is like good hydration so like you know what go Shannon drink go more Shannon. water this is this is my other plug for <laughs> drink more water like you two can shake your ass in a pinnacle if like you'd take a shot of water first um so the run the final runway is a baby fat runway which is i think the only reason kimura is there the entire season is to get this like baby fat tie-in i think this the runway is horrifically styled and the clothes i mean like you can complain about the clothes or whatever like it was 2003 things were obviously like like tacky Mm. that like that like shit we think is tacky 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 now is was cutting edge well i then. heard a little birdie told me that baby fat is making a comeback is that bird or that <laughs> birdie is the new york times like this has been like <laughs> widely reported news story but i support it i mean i love like early 2000s fashion i think it's fun actually the bird was adrian the whipping crane <laughs> the what <whoo. laughs> <laughs> um, um well she the, looks more like a uh, like a poodle on this runway. Yeah, with that, <laughs> but, like w- these cr- flat, flat bangs and like a frizzy, mullety thing. Like it's like if you microwaved the AJ haircut of which we have spoken several <laughs> times of. Like, like the front didn't pop. You still got the kernels, but the back 
exploded and is like greasy and covered in butter like it (laughs) i think it is not a flattering haircut for 90 percent of the human population and including the politicians in the audience no the politicians the all politicians will be there from the india house or whatever yeah like i mean this including mrs combs like baby fat was a big fucking deal back in the day and like i hope it's a big fucking deal soon because i really want kimura to get her coin um but it uh, i don't know i mean it's not let's not act like this is like the geneva convention you know (laughs) <laughs> like um i shannon kills the runway yeah she, she like hands she down i think adrian's walk is i'm not gonna say terrible no i don't think it's terrible at but all it's... but it, it actually of course behooves her to have the lesser of the two walks because like we said the winner the best walker the best winner walks. is never the best walker um and i think i mean it's also tough to like get a read on adrian's walk because the raccoon tail skirt that they put her in is so distracting and like the movement of it is so chunky and antithetical to the concept of gravity and motion that like i think it's just like you can't really see where her legs are going like you can't like she just looks like a stiff block of wood because these tails are like not doing what they're supposed to be doing which is like you know forming a pleasing garment on the frame I mean, at least it distracts from um, her big base. Then her ba- her air for- her aircraft her, her, carrier her air crash carrier. Um, and who said uh, she was it Janice who said that Adrian had really big haunches. Yes, it's when like they're cycling. Thing. They go back to the judging panel for the final judging panel, and they're cycling through all the photos that they've taken, comparing portfolios, and that was in the 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 rooftop photo shoot where Adrian's like one leg is sticking out in front and and. Janice compares it to a paddle. Yeah. So let's just, yeah, I mean, the final judging panel, like, they just do, like, a retrospective of all the photos. And then there's a little deliberation where the girls are not present. It seems like Janice is very pro-Shannon after having been pro-Adrian the entire season. I think that final walk, like, really was like, oh, yeah, like, Shannon has the stuff to do this. But then Bo is very pro-Adrian for reasons that, like, he he can't articulate well. Yeah, I mean, they they keep on saying that that, um, Shannon would do well on Jay Leno, and that is why she should win. They can imagine her on David Letterman's couch, which is not reason enough. They, They can't really come up with anything good to say one way or the other. Um, I don't like. I think I think this judging panel was quite obvious. Um, are we about to announce our first winner? I think we did last episode. Oh, we I spoiled we it did. for John. <laughs> we did. Um, Adrian wins. Hooray! 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 hooray. Um, and that is, I think that's deserved. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Even though Janice tells Adrian she did not vote for her. She wants that to be made clear. Well, no, I mean, because Janice is just awful, but like, and mean, but Adrian came on set that first episode with a clearly defined persona. Like, she's the rock chick. Like, she's... She throws rocker hands when she, like, wins. Wins, and yeah. Well, I, she's prompted to, which, like, yeah. definitely feels like, okay, like, dance, monkey, dance. Like, 
it's it's a little like okay like yeah, we course. get it but i mean no like she came on with like a clearly defined character even though tyra says from the get-go she did not believe that adrian would make the show or that she'd even make it to the second episode yeah. and here she stands before us she's kind of collected herself um and she'll continue to collect herself for years to come and she, she loses the accent actually i was just listening to um her she she was creating this um series on youtube for stan lee because she's a big comic book nerd and she completely lost her accent but i'm really glad we got like one last um her 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 speech like i'm going to read this in accent please (laughs) i'm going to have a, a a good life now my family is going to have a good life now a lot is going to change and it kicks so much ass and that it does um, so, I mean, so, like, let's just briefly touch on, Shannon did not do a ton after the show, immediately after the show, let's say that, like, I mean, she modeled for, like, Dillard's, because she's a good Ohio girl, she did Sephora, she did Speedo, and she was, she's been in a bunch of magazines, like, Teen Vogue and Elle Girl, stuff like that. Most notably, Shannon was on All Stars. Which, yeah, we hinted to, so... I, I mean, there's Let, really nothing to say. What is there to say if she was that unsuccessful that she had to return yeah. eight or nine years later? Um, I I think she acquits herself pretty well in Ulster. So we'll obviously get to that. But, like, I mean, Shannon, for all of her, like, Michigas, is a very nice, likable person who just doesn't mm-hmm. make amazing reality television. Yeah. But, like, if Elise wasn't going to come back for an all-star season, like, Shannon mm-hmm. was a pretty good choice. And that, that was also a reason that she lost out, kind of. I mean, Bo made a really good point about once they are on, like, Jay Leno's couch, wouldn't you so much rather hear Adrian's story despite her, her um, lack of poise it's because Adrian has lived more. Yeah. Um, which I appreciate that point. She has she has lived more. I mean, and she has lived more since the show too. I mean, oh, yeah. Adrian has one of the most eclectic post-show resumes of any contestant. Get into it. Oh boy. I mean, so like in terms of like the modeling and well, actually, can you you talk about like the the ADR oh. modeling controversy? This seems like a good time to get into that. So, in an interview after, um, of course, the show, Adrian revealed that they were promised like the Revlon contract um, and a contract with Wilhelmina, and apparently they did ADR um, over what actually appeared on the show. Um, and and what was promised to them while filming. And when she met with Revlon, they informed her that they never planned on using the winner for any ads. And then Wilhelmina kind of pulled their offer as well because they got ticked when Top Model decided to offer a contract with IMG Models in the upcoming season, or Cycle 2. And so they had a contentious relationship with the show and then they they said they didn't want Adrian to be successful in any way to spite Top Model and that the agency would actually push for Elise 
to be yeah. signed with them. Um, and Which is part of the reason why they fell out. And so then yeah. when Adrian contacted the show to say, like, what the hell, she then got in a contentious relationship with the show and with Tyra, I guess. And as soon as that happened, um, well, Amina came back to her and she was like, they were like, oh, so now you're anti-top model. And they suddenly became interested in her again as soon as um, she was offered a gig on um, Surreal Life on VH1. The, yeah, the fourth season. And that which, which is where she met Christopher Knight, who played little... Yeah, they met on um, Surreal Life. Yeah, they met on Surreal Life. He played one of the little... The li- he played the I think Bobby on the Brady Bunch. Um, he was like the little kid on the Brady Bunch, and they met in the series, and started dating during the show. And then they got a spinoff show on VH1 in two thousand five called My Fair Brady. That was two seasons. The first of which was them dating, and then the second of which chronicled their like impending nuptials. And then they got married and were married for like seven years until twenty eleven. They got married um, back in Joliet. It was a true, yeah. a true Romeo and Juliet story. These star-crossed lovers um, in like a gothic wedding ceremony that Adrian said disappointed her grandmother. <laughs> I think she had got a black wedding dress and yeah. everything for it. Um, she's not. I, I don't think she struck me as goth though. But she, she's has, just a rock chick. Well, she was a rock chick, but then post show she's been like the ultimate like, um, like like comic book yeah nerd girl so to speak even though elise was named one of wired magazine's 10 sexiest geeks in 2005 which who knew there was such a roundup yeah (laughs) so so adrian did not make the cut for that but she did um she she was featured in maxim's like hot 100 of like the hottest woman on earth because of my fair brady mostly though it also to to be fair she was ranked number 100 (laughs) But you know what? To make it into that 100, yeah. like, not everyone can say that. Yeah. Like, and, the, and, we, and also we have to mention that she, like, modeled pretty heavily in, like, the mid-2000s. Oh, goodness. Like, she was in, like, any, like, ta- like any, like, major magazine you can think of. Um, and she... Including also, Playboy. Including she, Playboy. In, in 2006, yeah. um, she was in a nude pictorial for Playboy. Um, and then and she then, came back again. In 2008. Yeah. And then in 2008, she actually made Playboy's top 25 sexiest woman. Um, and, like, a lot of her modeling definitely... I mean, as much as, like, the judges kind of shat on Katie for being, like, the Maxim girl, like, a lot of Adrian's work was pretty Maxim adjacent. Like, she also made the Maxim... Yeah, we talked about she made the Maxim well, Had 100 list. Like That or Von Dutch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, she... That's so rock chick. Like, to be, like, the face of Von Dutch. Of Ed Hardy, too. Ed Hardy. Um, whatever Beverly Hills Choppers is. Um, <laughs> famous Stars and Straps. I don't know. What that, oh, oh, my God. Gosh. Um, Okay. Anyway, wait, okay, so back to Comic-Con, though, because I think that's the most fascinating part of her, okay, her yes. journey. So, <laughs> I don't know what year it was at Comic-Con, but she went as Catwoman, mm-hmm. and apparently a friend of hers was being sexually assaulted during the, yeah. the festival, and so she took out her, um, her, her whip 
and like whipped the assailant away. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so badass. So badass. Like I'm just I'm so, I'm obsessed with that. Like I love I absolutely love it. And I mean she was like she developed a YouTube show with Stan Lee in twenty twelve. Called Super Fans, which I guess documented like like probably uh, the, the ultimate like the ul- cosplay. The ultimate and cosplay like, and co- super fandoms. Like that kind of stuff. Right. Um, um though now so she she's been out of the spotlight for a while now. I mean but voluntarily though. She moved out of LA in twenty seventeen, got engaged to a voice actor named Matthew Road, and, and this past September they got married in a beautiful <laughs> Game of Thrones themed wedding. Um in which she wore a dress um, from from season oh my god from season two of Game of Thrones that um, Amelia Clark's character Daenerys Targaryen wears, and it was like the actual dress from the show that she had gotten. Awesome, um, and it took place in Glacier National Park, yeah. which is I think she lives just outside the park in Whitefish now. Yeah, um, and she has a pretty she has a frequently updated and very professional looking lifestyle blog that you can go to at www.adriancurry.com and she also sells Avon door to door now which is a fun little twist in Whitefish Montana in Whitefish Montana I love that which apparently so she had I what I believe was a breast reduction surgery to correct one of her implants that had gone cattywampus yeah. that's a medical term and she was recovering it, it in the hospital the and watched Beetlejuice in which like Avon ladies play like a big door mm-hmm. I think Avon ladies might be an outdated term now actually I, I'm not sure if we're supposed to say that but like it's still in her um, Instagram bio yeah it's in her Instagram bio but I don't know if that's like is I don't know so I've like heard that that's kind of like you're not supposed to say like well, no one says stewardess. Like, I think Avon Lady might be kind of in that category of things that you're not, like, it's just kind of an antiquated term. Um, but, yeah, she watched Beetlejuice while she was on, like, painkillers. <laughs> and she was inspired. She signed up for an account while she was in her hospital bed to go sell door-to-door. And now she does that. And she has a very nice lifestyle blog. And she lives and- in Montana. And she seems so happy. And I love that for her. Um, for specificity's sake, she's self-described as an Avon overlord. Avon overlord. <laughs> and, I mean, if that isn't just, like, the perfect summary of what... Any a- any a- winner of Top Model. Yeah. And Adrian especially, I just think... I mean, I, you hadn't really seen this season compare as, like, much as you'd seen the other ones. No, I don't know why that was. I was... I was worried about the quality of the first season for whatever reason. Um, like they hadn't had their act together necessarily. Yeah. Um, the production value wasn't so good. So Which I, it isn't. Like it, it isn't, but but at its root, like like this this cycle to me has so much heart and actually I'm I'm sure you could tell this whole time, but Adrian Curry is my favorite contestant ever. Yeah. She's um, amazing. Like, she she kicks so much ass, <laughs> and um, yeah, I'd say I say personality wise, like her and Elise, looks wise, 
my favorite contestant is probably um, Fatima from Cycle, from Cycle 10. 10. We'll get to that one. Yeah. I... I'm going to keep my thoughts on my favorite contestants and cycles, honestly, close to my my, my ruptured breast. Um, <laughs> that just about does it for our coverage of cycle one of America's Top Model. I cannot believe that we are at the end, and I'm so excited to get to the next cycle, which is uh, another, I think, underrated classic from the show. But... Um, yeah, I mean, you can find me on Instagram at Drew Haskins. Uh, that's Drew Haskins, but with Z's instead of S's. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at FKA Pigs with a Z instead of an S again. Um, Nick, where are your socials? Um, I'm Nick Tubomb on Instagram. <laughs> on Twitter, you can find me at Nick Fishstick. Yeah, maybe at some point I maybe we should all like cross platform our handles or something for like the sake of professionalism but like it's tough like i have such a generic name that it's really tough to find stuff that isn't um already taken and i have a a crazy name i think i am the only nick fistanic in the entire world there is a, there's a nico fistanich that lives we'll in shout his... him out <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll dox him we'll dox him <laughs> oh my god um i hope he's not listening to this um and we will have uh we will have smize queens um the like official social media platforms coming at some point in the near future where you can catch up with us um you can catch up with us there <laughs> we gotta figure that out because I think I may have run out of email addresses so um, that I can tie my accounts to, but we'll figure it out. Um, until next time, uh, watch the first three episodes of Cycle 1 and for... Ne- or f- Cycle 2, sorry. First three episodes of Cycle 2. I'm not good with numbers. Um, so you can listen along with us, watch along with us. And I think that's about it. Rate and review on apple spotify wherever you get podcasts and uh, tell your friends that's kind of the most helpful thing you can do to like get the get the word out about this happy modeling happy modeling i'm a model bitch when i pump the cat's walk they wanna follow bitch my load too heavy to ever swallow bitch Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.